what are we talking about next week? Oh, look at you being proactive. I want to get into this. Well, I know before next week, I'm definitely going to watch both the Rescue Rangers movie and Lightyear. So, yeah, either way. I have already watched the Rescue Rangers movie, so that works out for me pretty well. I am like 50% on even seeing Lightyear. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure when we're going to see Lightyear. So, uh, I had no intention of watching the Rescue Rangers movie, so... I, I've never watched any Rescue Rangers anything, so... And it's my- immaterial. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Let's just do that, then. Fuck yeah. Ooh. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and get this party started. Hey, this is Tony. Oh, hey, this is Mitch. And this is David. And we are the Banksy Producers. Oh, uh, let's see. Next week, we're talking about the Rescue Rangers <laughs> movie. We are. This week, we're talking about Interceptor. Yes, we are. I feel like Interceptor is far less likely to inspire a generation of furries. I feel like it's going to inspire something. I might agree with that. I think I'm going to agree with that, Mitch. I don't know if that's in the pro or the con column, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm right on the same page with you on that as well. David, what did you think of this movie? This was a bad movie. It was just a bad movie. Not in the fun way. Not in the, there's like, you know, some redeemable parts. It was just bad. Yep. Mitch. Um, I, I tried. I, I tried. To, <laughs> you know, I want to support a new director. He's doing his first movie and, and I, yeah, I tried to find things to like about it. And the closest I got is like, if you, Assume that this was a total fantasy world, not mm-hmm. connected to our world at all, and that all of the things they said in the movie were true. Then maybe a two star. Okay. Okay. All right. I I understand the words that you have said. Mm-hmm. Uh, my high level review of this movie is: uh, this felt like somebody dusted off a spec script from the eighties and stripped. And, and made one change and that, you know what? Maybe they didn't even make a change. Maybe this was originally a Cynthia Rothrock vehicle. And yeah, I, you know, they may not have even had to make a change if this was originally a Cynthia Rothrock vehicle. I'll, I'll go ahead and amend it to say that because she was, uh, in a lot of those, those fighty, she was the, the token blonde female in, the, in a lot of those fighty type movies. Mm-hmm. Like if you bought, a DVD player. Oh, you know what this was? This was like, so there was under siege. There was a couple mm-hmm. of under siege movies. Mm-hmm. This was like under siege, whatever the next one was going to be. I don't, cause I, I know there was two there. Yeah. I don't under know if siege there was more under siege, dark territory. Mm-hmm. Was there? Okay. Mm-hmm. So this was the, this was the, the under siege movie that they were going to relaunch without Seagal, mm-hmm. but with Cynthia Rothrock. You know what? That's that's what this movie was because it was it also yeah it was also like that level of like third or fourth sequel mm-hmm. in Steven in a Steven Seagal sequence of movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was saying if like uh, in the early two thousands you bought a DVD player mm-hmm. and it came with twenty five free DVDs. Yeah, this was one of them. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, my. 
uh, my DVD <laughs> player came with. I I know it came with five movies, but I don't remember. I know one of them was Lost in Space. Oh wow, the one with Joey. Yeah, yeah. I cannot, for the life of me, tell you what the other movies were, but I I know for a fact that was one of the five movies it came with. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. This would have been one of those. But I wouldn't have gotten the one that only had five movies. This would have had to have been one of the ones with like the 25 movies. And this would have been like on one of those DVDs that had two sides. Like mm-hmm. that, this yep. was one side of the two side. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the other side is Battleship. Oh, Battleship. Jesus. I have not seen that. But from what I understand, I, yeah. I, it is also bad. Yep. Yes. It is as militarily accurate as this <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, or, boy. Uh, it's just a lot of shit in this movie that didn't make any sense. Mm. Mm. But then, like, the like awkward thing is there's a lot of dialogue in the movie that's like, these aren't, like, these are reasonable things to say, but the rest of the movie makes what you're saying very stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I found myself, during only one sequence of this movie, being... My disbelief was suspended enough that I believed what the actor on screen was doing, they were physically capable of doing. Like, and it was a stretch. It only once. And it was a stretch, but it was like the struggle looked real. There was probably wire work involved, but it was that sequence at the end when she's jumping from bar to bar one handed. Like, that was the struggle looked real. At no point did any struggle at any other time in this movie look real when she is physically with two feet planted on the floor, just throwing dudes across the room. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. now when later in that same sequence, the dude threw her across the room the exact same way, like I kind of believed that because he was a giant over her. Mm I think there's a bit where she fires a shotgun that makes her slide across the floor. Halfway across the room. I yeah. don't that feel was, like... Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. There was a lot of uh, sulfuric acid. Chekhov's sulfuric acid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that then did nothing in the third act. I like how it, it was melting the gun, but not the floor. Or the right. person... Or the yeah, other oh, items in it. <laughs> well, she did throw the, the card key into it. Uh-huh. And that melted for and that melted. Reasons. Yeah. It was uh, it was a very specific mix of sulfuric acid. It only, yeah. It'll only melt MacGuffins. Yes. Yes. Only the things that we, that we want it to melt. Mm. I uh, Oh, but it was also very useful when it splashed on her shirt so she could get in her tank top. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> see them guns. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, she had some guns, guns and she headlights. Guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just I don't know. The entire premise of this movie is just very dumb. Uh huh. Yeah, it's just very dumb. It starts yep. dumb, it doesn't improve, and then it ends dumb. Yeah. Okay, so you know, I I hate to try to break it down. Which premise part is the because oh, there's lots. There's the many. Setup. There's many. Is the is the dumb premise that our missile defense system is just two things? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's problem number one. And that one of those things is an oil rig. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's that that's is apparently thing. at maximum speed. No one can get to it within an hour. Mm-hmm. Ninety minutes. Right. 
Because the movie was a tight 90. <laughs> it was a tight 90. That's the one blessing of this movie was that it was not incredibly long. Was it that you could steal nuclear, like 16 nuclear missiles? 16 nuclear missiles. And then hold them for a few hours? Yeah. In that Soviet was also Union. dumb. I mean, it was uh, in Russia. It was Russia, so. All right. Well, I don't, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's where they stole them from, right? Right. And Russia's I mean, like, well, they're gone now. Not yeah. our problem. Good luck. <laughs> Guess we're going to drink more vodka now. Yeah. You know what? They're not shooting them at us, so what do we have to fucking worry about? So many of those premises were dumb. Was it that the janitors weren't well vetted? <laughs> I also don't know how... I don't actually know how stuff works in the military. Yeah, Me I don't either. I don't but, see that there are civilian janitors in this... But also, the main guy isn't a civilian. No. <laughs> so they hired him as a janitor with all of this, like, military psyops experience, and they're like, well, this guy is actually dangerous, like, because he's crazy. Mm. Yeah, that so was let's another... hire him as a janitor on well, a missile rig. And... He might have wrote Larry Kessel on his application. <laughs> so they didn't know so, who So... Also, a billionaire son just goes into the military to be in PSYOPs for mm -hmm. reasons. Uh-huh. And then does this entire thing for the money? Yeah. What has happened? I did appreciate that they actually called out how stupid it was within the story. You're telling me this is because of daddy issues? <laughs> like, there were moments of there of, in this where, like, the writing was very self-aware mm -hmm. that was one mm -hmm. yeah i did like it that in the there's like a one minute establishing shot of this control room which also right ball uh, kind of a ballsy move to do an action movie and a bottle episode at the same time right I'm like okay the action bottle right an action bottle but in our like like one minute establishing shot of this control room i'm like okay i can see these things all coming into play oh Look at these human suits. Look at this stand-up glass panel for no reason. I know what's going to happen with these things. Mm -hmm. Why do we have those? What is their purpose? What? Why in this sealed room do we have many thin hatches? Right. And it seems easy to get to the roof hatch. The, the floor hatch, I get it. Only your one ninja guy can make it. But the <laughs> roof hatch, it seems like anyone could have gotten there. Like, quickly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And how exactly did that guy get up the hatch? Like, the I know she, she did. I know she does, but there's no ladder going down. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't open when he Well, he in. shoots it open somehow, but, like, they never show you the transition from the, like, bars underneath to the actual thing. Uh -huh. And, like, so one of two things has to happen. Yeah. Like, the metal at that point is just, like, an inch thick, so, like, you can swing yourself up into it, which mm -hmm. makes no sense. Or there's another ladder down there, which also makes no sense, because you never see it. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, multiple people jump out of the thing at various points. Yeah. Why did that one dude go down there to do the thing? Why was that guy not just sitting in the safe control room because he sucked? 
These yeah, are great questions. <laughs> Why did he know. stay in the room where he was closing the valves when he knew that that guy was just going to kill him and reopen the valves? <laughs> Why was the acid on it? Why was the army the one in charge of the oil rig and not the Navy? Like, that was the first question I had. Well, not the first, but it was among the first. I guess I was also under the impression, and I know nothing about the military, but that, like, everyone had some guns? Do you not get a gun, like, all the time? Mm, not if you're just in an office. But they're not in an office. They're in a highly secure nuclear deterrent system. Right. I guess I wouldn't expect my army dentist to have a gun. Right. I, I don't know. I guess this seems like a pretty important place. He's like, I need you to bring your sidearm. And no one else has one. Just you. But why are there no guns in the room? There was a shotgun. There was the shotgun that there didn't was work. a single shot shotgun. Well, who knows when this has been tested last. I was waiting for it to pay off. I said yeah. Well, shoot! I'll blow up in your face if you try. I was waiting for. I was guy. waiting for somebody to pick it up and try to shoot her, and yeah. then it blow up in their face. That could that have been a nice payoff. I bet that was on the cutting room floor. Would it have been a nice payoff? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh. Hey, I think that those both those leads, Elsa Pataki and and Luke Bracy, they did as much as they could with what was on the page. They, I don't know. I think she's a terrible actress. Oh, you didn't like her. No, I thought she was terrible. Oh, I thought she was all right. I was staring at her arms. <laughs> Dem guns. Her, okay. her guns. Her guns were the leads. Right. Okay. Is she going to throw me? Because be, that'd be the. All right. So the this is the nuclear defense we have against Russian nuclear warheads. Yeah. yeah. A Russian submarine has yeah. been cruising around the oil rig for the last couple weeks, mm-hmm. and they send. No one out there to deal with that situation. Well, that's even worse, right? Because they say, we keep chasing off. One of our subs keeps chasing them off, and they come back. I'm like, well, how's that sub more than 90 minutes away? Yeah, like, what is going on? (laughs) They're poking around the nuclear defense thing we have for their country. You would would have thought that there was anything nearby. I mean, Literally anything. Within the last week and a half... I guess, give or take. I saw two military movies. I saw this and I saw Top Gun, the new Top Gun. And that's the same or? Uh, <laughs> no. Why is it so far out no. in the ocean? To get closer to those Russians. Yeah. What? It was clearly 100% effective all the time. So, like, why does it have to be so far out in the ocean? Why isn't it? Why isn't it like. On Alaska or on uh, on Hawaii, because yeah. it's baffling. The window to shoot down the missiles goes north, uh-huh. so it's like the narrowest part of the thing. Why would you not have it so it like points right. at Russia? What what are we doing? What what is this? Um, I don't know. This movie feels like uh, War Games lied to me. Mm-hmm. Turn your goddamn key, sir. Why did they stop cutting through the door? That's a great question. Well, because they had the guy inside. They were just waiting for him to wake up. It was all a it was all a, a red herring. Oh, then the why bees. did they cut through the first door to begin with? <laughs> so that they don't realize that Beeve's the traitor. Yeah. Well, and that guy was always the traitor. And yeah. And so obviously the traitor. And Beeve also though brought the solution. 
the final solution to the... Oh, no, I heard it. Uh, nope. said. <laughs> 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 and I, I mean, it's been a while since I... It's been a while since I did computer stuff. I feel like you just grab something under a console, you plug some shit together, it installs what you need to launch missiles. That seems like the way the military would set yeah, that up. Yeah, like, exactly. You have a fully somewhat secured control room but you can just plug a thing into a port on the top of the roof, like the publicly accessible top of the roof, and fuck it, we're good to go. Right? That seems like Beave could have grabbed that at any time, and it's gone and just launched all the missiles, the deterrent missiles, first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also seems like pouring acid on those missiles would also have been a way to disable this. I mean, I don't want to troubleshoot the terrorist plan, but they could have had some. They killed everyone else immediately. But they want to chat with JJ for a bit. Yeah. So unnecessary. <laughs> Beef's even like, hey, I told you to just kill her. Like, what, what yeah. are we doing here? I told you this would be a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How, how did, how did they know? I, I only found out last night. We knew for 72 hours that you were going to be assigned here. What? Okay. What is happening? How many people in high-level positions are actually in this terrorist group? Right? Yeah, like, what does this mean for the world? It's Hydra. Because there's, like, a lot of people involved in this very elaborate plan. Oh, you know who's not involved in it? Thor. He's busy selling TVs. He was the best part of the movie. You know what? Those scenes with him, they took me out of the terrible parts of this movie. Like, this movie, (laughs) this movie had a level... And I was okay with just the ride of the level of this movie. Then he fucking showed up. And I'm like, well, this breaks the whole flow of this tragedy. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I yeah. was I was perfectly fine with where we were and enjoying the terrible ride that I was on. Right. Then it's like, oh, wait, you mean something could be better? Well, fuck, this whole movie sucks then. Yeah. Like, if they would have just left him out. Kind of would have been okay with it. And then what was with the weird gratuitous shot of St. Louis? Like, <laughs> like in a bizarrely focused shot that does not work with the direction of the arch. No. You can't have a picnic yeah, with they... the arch at that angle because that's water or a building. Weird. Or maybe a highway. Probably a highway. I need to look at it again because I'm not sure. With the new, I don't know, with the new earth feature that they have behind it, it might... Where, where, like, they built over the highway? The earth feature. It's like a overpass yeah, like, thing? They, yeah, they, they built, like, a an overpass, like a green space overpass over the over 44. A, a greenway? A trestle? Uh, no. no, it's. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh, this gotta, so that you can walk from the city into the... Yeah. I gotta zoom in on this now, apparently. Rain traffic satellite. Here we go. All right, I need tell to, me. I need to... Find that in the movie. I, I really don't want to, though. Don't. When is it happening? Oh, I don't. Oh yeah, they did. Oh, look at that. Yeah, they extended that whole park out. Yeah, because I still don't think for a while eat... Doug worked on in part of that area. I'm not. I'm still not sure you could do it at that angle because oh, it's gosh. like it's like turned at a weird angle. I don't know. I'd have to see the. I. You know what I did like about the movie. I liked that we didn't stop the nuclear missiles at one second the first time. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, thank fucking Christ, we're not doing this dumb bullshit. And then, don't worry, they came back and got me later. With a third of a second left. Uh-huh. 
So even the things I appreciated about the movie, they took from me. <laughs> Highway robbery. <laughs> trying to find the St. Louis shot. Yeah, I'm trying to find it too, but I don't know where it's at in the... Is it when all the missiles are going? Do we have some like panic in the street shots or something? Oh gosh, remember when she and oh, headless she and headless beaver fall into the water, but only she mm-hmm. makes it to the water. Yes, that made me sad. Why did Beaver not just shoot her? He even earlier is like you right? should have just shot her. Worried about the forty-one minute mark. They're showing something from New York City where the emergency broadcast system all kicks over. Mm-hmm. But no one in St. Louis is a There's Los Angeles. So there's New York City. There's Los Angeles. And that's where we see Thor. Mm-hmm. Where, like, he's legit, like, full-on Thor. Because he's got the beard and the scraggly hair. And... Yeah, I do want to believe that that's what Fat Thor did for a while. Yeah. I mean, like Avengers 2. Like... Selling TVs. Mm-hmm. There's St. Louis. Oh, let's see. Where is that? Where are you in, in the timestamp? Uh, it is at... Uh... I've got 55 minutes and 41 seconds left. Yeah, that's not... That is, like, either in the water, or it is, like, where the casino... Past where the casino is on the other side of Laclede's Landing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... It's farther away. It makes no sense. No. Why was there a sexual assault plot in the movie? Um... Literally no purpose for this. I I couldn't answer these questions. It's because that's how they knew that she was coming back. And that's why nobody liked her. But we don't see anybody. But you see the results of nobody liking her. But we don't see anyone actively not liking her. Beaver? (laughs) Beaver didn't like her. Everybody. Then there was a bunch of people that pitied her because of what happened. Then there was that weird shot of her email that was... That looked like somebody sent her shitty email. Then it was a series of responses to that email, mm-hmm. which was really weird. Mm-hmm. All right. My guess is looking at the St. Louis thing, right? It looks like they just inserted the arch into a park in LA. Yep. Yeah. Yes. This is totally like a composite thing going on here. Weird. What a weird choice. Also, why would you bother nuking St. Louis? Uh, not St. Louis specifically, but... Oh, it was St. Louis. Oh, I understand understand that. But, so in the late 80s, during the, when, when I was in high school, like we, we like ran the numbers, uh, because this was like the height of the cold, like we were still deep in the cold war and like, uh, Russia was going to nuke us into oblivion and we were going to nuke them into oblivion. So we were like running the numbers. I I got a movie for you. Yeah. Called Interceptor. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Turns out if we had that in technology, we wouldn't have been worried about it. But uh like there were people at the time that uh what was that name of that goddamn movie? Uh Red Dawn. The day after. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it was Red Dawn. No, it's not Red Dawn. Red Dawn has very little I mean it does have some nukes in it, but uh but in uh the day after that's like where the, the nuclear holocaust happens. Or the day oh, after tomorrow. Great. And they talk about Knobnoster. Yeah, because that's actually one of the the nuke sites. Yeah, I used to live like right by there when I was an infant. Um, but because we had we lived with some, you know, there was a bunch of us military kids in the same school as a bunch of civilian kids, and the civilian kids were like, "Yeah, 
that's going to happen, but we're fine. I'm like, uh, you realize that we live within like five, you're like where we're going to school right now is within like five miles of headquarters, strategic air command, tactical air command, and military airlift. Like Scott Air Force Base is a major target. Like the St. Louis area would be just a crater because of that. You so got that's 16 nukes, and you're telling me that's in the top 16 targets in the no. country? Okay, all right. <laughs> no, uh, actually, Scott Air Force Base might be. But but they're not targeting, because it's not Russia targeting. It's no. weird terrorists. Yeah, it's weird they're terrorists. They're going to hit civilian so, populations. Yeah, so they're going to hit civilian targets. So it's going to be Chicago, L.A., New York, mm-hmm. D.C., Dallas. Sure. Top 20 populated cities in the United States. Top 20 population. Let's see. Let's see how many of them I'm going to hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make a game of let's, it. I'll let's make it a game of this. All right. I'll let you uh, pull the list. I got it. All right. So the easy big three are New York, LA, and Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know the order? Uh, I want to go with that order. Yeah, good. That's the right order. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's add to that. Uh, and, and I, I'm gonna. The, the order is not gonna. Sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's go Dallas. Okay. Let's go uh, number nine. All right. Uh, Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta. I'll put Atlanta. Is Atlanta there. not there. Atlanta is not in the top twenty. Really? Okay. Um, wow. Um, DC. Uh, is DC not? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's number twenty. Okay. Um, Seattle. Atlanta is 36, by the way. Really? Okay. Yep. Seattle is 18. Okay. Uh, San Diego. Eight. Okay. Um, hmm. This is, I don't know. Atlanta was just seemed like such a sure shot that I, my, my, mm-hmm. uh, my worldview is shaken now. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm just going to start shooting in the dark. Uh, Cleveland and Cincinnati. Uh, neither of those are on. All right. There. Well, uh, I'll give you a solid hint. Houston. Houston. There are five cities from one state on this list. Oh. Houston is number four, by the way. Okay. Uh, Austin? Austin is number 10. Is that one state Texas? That one state is Texas. Okay. So I've got three from Texas. Are they counting Fort Worth separate from Dallas? They are counting Fort Worth. Oh, wow. That's, (laughs) see, that's weird to me. Well, that means that Dallas and Fort Worth have a combined. Population size, um, some massive number. Yeah, it's a, it's a big number. Three million. Uh, St. Louis? Is St. Louis on there? No. I didn't think so. No, St. Louis City is real small. Yeah. Hmm. Portland. I would have picked Portland as a target as this terrorist just because it's uh, it's on the West Coast and you don't have to worry about shooting it over as much of the country. Portland yeah. is not it. Yeah. St. Louis is number 72 on this list. All right. I mean, there's got to be more California cities, right? In Northern California? There are three California cities. San Francisco. Four, four California cities. San Francisco was the one I was forgetting. 17. Uh, There's one more California city, by the way. Bigger mm-hmm. than San Francisco. Oh, is it? Uh, do you know the way to that city? San Jose? Really? Mm-hmm. You forget Las- one of the other really big ones. Las Vegas? Nope. No, Las Vegas, not on here. But you don't get to count the tourists. Yeah. <laughs> I would have targeted that one though. Cause you go for the soft targets. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the soft targets. You, you go there, you go Orlando. Yeah. Just oh. to fuck with people. Whew. 
right? As a terrorist, I think. As a terrorist, yeah. Right. Putting my terrorist hat on. (laughs) Yeah, this whole podcast is going to get us visits from the CIA now, by the way. (laughs) CIA has got better things to do with their time. They do. If they've ever watched any of this podcast, they they stopped a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe they loved this movie. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Well, but this was also an Australian movie, right? Yeah. The, the author, somebody, somebody pointed out in a comment that they love the author. So I looked up the author, and it's an Australian author. Mm-hmm. I have not heard of this person or any of his books. He's written a bunch of books. Yeah. 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 The trivia thing says that like they're almost all the same format. That like one person has to defend something with a ragtag group of something, and that they almost all resolve. With a ti- like a countdown timer that only gets saved under the one second mark, and that sounds fucking terrible. I am with you, and more so in a book. Yeah, that's yeah. not how tension works. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I did think that this movie was going to pull the trigger and kill her dad, but nope. Yeah, that was actually weird. That. Mm-hmm. It was not any weirder than his long-ass speech where Mm -hmm. he's like, this country is racist and this country is sexist, so I'm going to nuke 16 cities and that's going to solve the problems. That speech would have come so much better from anyone other than the whitest of white, of uh, the whitest of young white men, Mm -hmm. of young, rich white men who were in the military. Like that... Who was planning on nuking 16 cities? Mm-hmm. Bro, what are yep. you doing? What yep. exactly is the plan here? I think Ooh. the plan was he was really trying to score with her. That's a long what? game. It was a six-year plan. Hey, when you're celibate that long. What is happening? When, you're, <laughs> when you've what? chosen to be celibate that long. What is going because, on? Because women don't like men like you. Oh, okay. Then, All right. I see, what, I see what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, then, uh, yeah, you know, he can afford to play that long game. But, you know, he seems so proud. The problem is, the problem is for that to have been the plan, he needs to look a lot more like me than the, the picture of masculinity that that dude was. Cause that was a handsome dude. Straight up Chad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He brought up his dad so many times, and we never see the dad. Yeah, like that would have been that would be kind of hilarious if his dad was in the room with the president. Although I, we haven't talked about the worst thing that happened in this movie. Fourteen percent. Fourteen percent was the worst thing that happened in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> we got to consult our game theory strategist. What the fuck? He says. 14% chance of success. What? I calculated 14%. How? What did you do exactly to calculate 14%? I loved Old 2D10. I love that. I love that fucking ending too. Huh? 14%. <laughs> like they, oh, they bothered Christ. to call back to that. <laughs> you knew they were gonna. And somebody, either the author or the screenwriter, is like, this is going to land really well. Yeah. Someone was super proud of that entire sequence. This is like, 
that's that whole thing was like when is it is it Rothfuss in his novels when like he's clearly talking about chemistry and then you go back and look and like oh yeah he was a chemist yeah no shit yeah, I could read that in this fantasy novel. I could mm-hmm. tell by him talking about chemistry in this fucking fantasy novel that he's a chemist. Yeah. Listen, what you need to know is that Kvothe learns how to fuck women from a fuck goddess. Because that's who he is. I mean, that's Fuck goddess trained. <laughs> I feel like that's just what he claims. Mm. <laughs> he's just, like, putting that out there. <laughs> I could barely get through that first book. What? Oh no! I, I really liked the book. Barely make it through that first book. Oh my gosh! I think they were both great. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame we're never going to get a third book, <laughs> but I wish they just hired was, James S. A. Corey to finish it. <laughs> it was not for me. It was just not for me. I mean, I guess I could understand the criticism of it being kind of like Harry Potter with more student loans, but like I loved all <laughs> of it, like every bit I was into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. I I'm also very sad about the amount of time it has taken. It makes me feel like he lost whatever magic he had. Mm-hmm. He's desperately trying to reclaim it, like some other authors have done the same thing. It feels like he uh, spent some time on the internet and then read a bunch of fan theories, and he's yeah. like, oh shit, this is way better than what I had planned, but now I can't do it because these are like better than what I was going to do. Oh no. Right. Or maybe that it's popular now editors are giving him notes. Mm, that very well could be. That's what I thought happened to the Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or Gentleman Bastards. Well, hopefully the Interceptor sequel will. Oh. oh. I mean, we gotta get the next, out. the next installment in the Interceptor cinematic universe. Yes. Interceptor. Cuba. <laughs> Costa Rica's gonna launch some nukes. Do what now? <laughs> Maybe they intercept something uh, oh. different. That'd be even better. Interceptor two, Intraceptor. Nice. It's gonna be. It's gonna stop nukes that are launched from within the. They're inside the country. Nice. <laughs> Maybe it'll fantastic voyage it, and they'll have to like intercept Ooh. like radiation therapy that is going to kill some. Yeah. Also, okay, so the missiles that are going to New York. Yeah. They're gonna be flying for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, a long time. Right. Do we yep. not have any missile defense inside the country? Or on the East Coast? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we just, like, what are we doing? It's like, oh, we'll just put it near Russia. That'll be, that'll, that's good enough. Because, like, we, this country has a problem spending massive amounts of money on military installations. Like, <clears throat> I was frustrated most with this movie because I watched it in my living room while I wasn't playing a computer game. Oh. And uh, while I was watching it, I was like, shit, I could be doing something I enjoyed instead of watching this movie. Mm-hmm. The opportunity cost of this movie was too high. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think its actual production cost was high. It wasn't. It could it not have been. Have been. Right? Bottle, so, movie. so we were watching uh, last night's episode of Superman and Lois. And like we were commenting on one of the sequences about how was it that or was it something we were watching something and it was like, man, the green screen in this is really bad, like really terrible. And, uh, and I said something to the effect that, yeah, like the thing is, is that Netflix movie that I watched in, in reference to this, 
um, like Superman and Lois looks like it has a bigger special effects budget than this movie did. Mm-hmm. Like, but does it have acid? Ooh, not in last night's episode. What the shit was in that pipe? <laughs> it was just like a pipe of steam. Uh huh. Going where and why? Well, those computers are steam powered. <laughs> Gabe yeah, Newell yeah. Uh, wanted product placement in the movie. And then, so she fixes that pipe with that expanding foam, mm-hmm. which seems like that would block the steam too. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Then she sprays expanding foam in a woman's throat. Yep. Which yep. I do believe, you know, could cut off someone's air and, and you know, put them mm-hmm. down. I don't think you could cough it up though. Yeah, I don't. Because it expands. I'm not sure. I, uh, used to work for a foam, like a chemical foam manufacturer. What? Uh-huh. And so one of their products is this stuff called Polecrete. Perfect. Uh, yeah. So, like, you know, normally they cement telephone poles into the ground. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, <laughs> that's not what I'm thinking about. <laughs> no. So, like, but they've got all this stuff where it's like, you know, that's labor intensive. And then with the concrete, like, you got to keep it wet and whatever. Sure. So they've got like these specialized guns. So like the foam is a combination of an isocyanate and a polypropyl mixture in a certain ratio. It's like I'm say so. Reading yeah. Name of the Wind all over again. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so like during hurricane season or whatever in Texas, like when they need to put the poles back up, it's a ton easier for them to just have like a tanker truck with these two tanks on it. And then like this specialized gun that mixes the shit up. So they set the pole and then they spray it in there. And then the foam expands into the dirt. And you're right. The shit does not come up. Like I saw a bunch of their testing videos where they've got like these bulldozers and shit trying to pull these telephone poles out of it. Wow. Just rips up the earth. <laughs> Some of the right. poles snap. I feel like that is the point of such things. Mm-hmm. That fight scene just kept going. It just kept going. And then she shot that chick like six times. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what the fuck <laughs> was up with the Russian sub-captain tipping his hat to her? You know what? I was what? actually okay with that. Of what? all the things, I was okay with that. Okay. So I mean, the hit sh- cannon for that is that the Russians were like... Yeah, you know, we didn't want to start a nuclear war either. We just took that asshole's money. But the implication here is that they're also part of the terrorist group, not actually the Russian people. Were they part of the terrorist group or were they just paid to get him out of there? I, I kind of felt like they were just paid to get him out of there. Like, they were just a taxi service at that point. Okay, if we're going to do this surprise attack, why is the submarine floating around this goddamn installation? It's like, oh, we're on high alert because there's a Russian sub in the area. What? Why are you like this? (laughs) Why does someone have to push the button to launch this system? Why is it not automated? So I want to speak for just a moment about how we got here. How specifically we got to watching this movie. How did we get to watching this movie? So there's an because article. I don't remember. Okay, so there's an article that looks like it's on comicbook.com. At least that's where I'm seeing it at the moment. And the title of the article is, Director of Number One Netflix Movie, quote, Just as Confused as Everyone Else, unquote, by its success. This article was dated June 12th. 
I typed in comic book, and that is the suggested link. All right, well, there you go. Why is that? Uh, Because the internet listens to us all the time. Oh, my God. I hate it. So the second paragraph of this. Now, uh, first, actually, no, I'll get to that in a second. The The second paragraph of this is mostly a quote that this guy told Variety. And the quote is, it's blown me away. I was hoping to sneak into the top 10 on Netflix, but coming in at number one everywhere? I don't think anybody else was expecting it to take the world by storm. I'm just as confused as everybody else. Listen, I'm looking this up, and you know this has to be a white dude. Because no one else on the planet has just this deep misunderstanding of their own mediocrity. I was hoping to sneak into the top 10 on Netflix... Bro, did you watch the movie you produced? Okay, but Netflix put some weird shit in the top ten when people start watching it. What he was probably hoping for was that word would get out that there was a Chris Hemsworth cameo. And all the Chris Hemsworth fangirls would want to check this movie out to see Thor. I'm guessing that was his I'm guessing that was his thought. But uh, so the second paragraph goes on to explain the, the current position as of June 12th on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a 43% critic score and a 20% audience score. So out of curiosity, I looked up the current Rotten Tomato scores, and this is interesting. Uh, first, when I watched this movie yesterday, because I knew that it was number one on Netflix, the first place I went was to the top 10 trending on Netflix. This movie was not there. Okay. I had to search for the movie to find it. So currently, as of right now on Netflix, the tomato meter is at 45%. It is 2% more than what it was going before. On? The audience <laughs> score is 19%. The audience score has dropped a percentage. Yeah. Okay. So on that comicbook.com site, underneath yeah. this article, uh, if you read the comments, I think it's important to note that Babu Freak says, good God, this was an epic disaster. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yo, we're getting Bobby more Babu Freak. freak. Uh, God, you know what? If Taika puts Gabu- Babu Freak in his movie, I am 100% in. And you know how much I hate Star Wars that can't not reference existing Star Wars bullshit. Alright, so... so I found a- oh, go ahead. I was gonna... Let me just read from a couple of the critics reviews that are because uh, the critics reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, they they just take a snippet from them uh, in the in their listing. So one of them is Interceptor is a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad movie. It's as <laughs> dull as watching Eisted fodder while sober and as nuanced as a pantomime populated with ex neighbor stars. Mm. Another comment on uh, the comic book site is from my wife, Hot Beehole. <laughs> <laughs> Seems insightful. You know that's <laughs> that comment's gonna be gold. Had a lot of fun with my wife making fun of the entire movie. <laughs> her, her hot beehole. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, you know. Also, <laughs> 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 oh. somebody here's a review from some... Common Sense Media. The a, oh. 
Oh a, boy, here we go. This is a this is not a splat yet a tomato. So this is actually one of the positive reviews. Sure. This suspenseful action film gets bogged down by some convoluted character motives, but <laughs> okay, the formula right. works and Pataki is credible as a diehard style hero. Oh yeah. Come out to the floating platform, have a few drinks. <laughs> Here's here's another th- that was a three out of five uh, review. Here is a B minus review from the playlist. B minus. That's a public school grading system. <laughs> <laughs> Interceptor is about is is about putting on a show, and Pataki has the muscular charisma to carry it. Ew. I agree with that. Don't describe it like that, though. That's gross. Your old strength muscular charisma. Oh, oh my god! Oh. All right, so this is from uh, Eric Childress of the Movie Madness podcast. This is a not positive review. This is a one point five out of four. Mm-hmm. Took a little time to realize this wasn't a parody of any kind, and was just the sort of low rent, poorly acted, dumb attempts to recreate a cinematic experience in a straight to video market. <laughs> he thought it was Police Academy at first. Yeah. And then later well. realize. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh my. The Sydney Morning Herald. Parts of it, and this is a three out three point five out of five, uh making it a positive review. Parts of it are laughably silly, but that's intentional. It's not quite a satire having some serious things to say, but mostly it's a romp. A high energy, breathless American market action thriller with up-to-date politics. Up-to-date <laughs> politics. What? Wow. This movie's woke as hell. Yeah. The woke agenda. This is what the this is the future liberals want. 16 nuked cities. You know why? <laughs> because racism. Oh, oh here we go. Robert Levin of Newsday. 0 out of 4. Please, please do not waste your time. So That's all it says. Robert's a man of few words, but you know what? They're all right on the money. I'm going to go look at the full review on this because I liked that snippet. Well, you know, speaking of a wasted time, I found the website that tracks the how the things are in the top ten. Oh, okay. Netflix. And uh, Interceptor, in its first week in the top ten, when it hit number one, was viewed for 35.6 million hours. The hmm. third movie down is Amazing Spider-Man at 13.5. So about three times more viewers for Interceptor than Amazing Spider-Man. That week. That week. And then the second week, Interceptor was up to 40 million. But it still came in number two because Hustle got 84.5 million hours of view time. What else were we watching that week that it became number one with 30 million hours? There must have been something else going on that week. I don't mm-hmm. know. So that was May 30th through June 5th. Oof. Oh, were we, were we back in theaters to watch Morbius a second time? <laughs> I think we were. Okay, I man. think we were. <laughs> Just such a critical misunderstanding of the internet. Lots of people <laughs> are talking about Morbius. <laughs> Gotta get it back in the theater so they can get a second chance to see it. But but there are memes. Yeah. Word so that mouth. must be. Word of mouth on Morbius is really hitting that high. It's My kid told guy. me. My kids told me there were memes about it, so... My kids told me it was morbid time. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Mm. Why is it always like this? 
Why does this place have to be like this? Gosh, in its second week on the top ten, the number so hustle dominated number one, then intercepted. Number three is chicken hair and the hamster of darkness. That nine point eight million hours of viewing. Wow, I don't even know what that is. No, or do I? And Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol and Deep Impact and Rambo: Last Blood all hit the list. Maybe after seeing Interceptor, they wanted to go see some more. Ghost Protocol. I mean, I actually like Ghost Protocol. Sure. You know what I watch? I like those, uh, I like those Mission Impossible movies. I oh. do, I do too. Hey, I know we mentioned Rescue Rangers, but seeing the list for last week uh, reminded me when I went to go watch Interceptor, the Netflix like thing that automatically started playing was for a movie called Spiderhead. Oh yeah, with Chris Hemsworth. Uh huh. Also with Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. it looks real weird. It does look real weird. I so do want to see it a lot. I'd be down for that as uh, a movie to watch and talk mm-hmm. about. Or we could just watch that instead. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Oh, it's got Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. I've liked the last couple of things I've seen Miles Teller in. That guy looks like a thumb. Mm-hmm. Have you seen... Uh, Mitch, I, I know you had mentioned seeing it. Have you seen the new Top Gun yet? No. Okay. It is a thing I want to go see. I kind of want my kid to watch uh, the first Top Gun. Sure. Before we go check it out. Yep. Because I remember watching Top Gun when I was a kid and just being like, I was beside myself with grief over Goose. Uh, yeah. If you if you want anyone to watch this movie, they unless they're they're really up on the pop culture of Top Gun. Uh, they really need to see the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, it is, it is another Top Gun movie. Oh, and this dude's in that movie too, right? The yes. Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's no, it's not a spoiler or anything. That's Goose's son. He plays Goose's son in the movie. And <gasps> with his, with his mustache, like he looks just like him. Nice. I, uh, Last night or the night before, I watched uh, No Time to Die. Yeah. That movie is dreadful. What happened? What happened? I liked it. I really liked it. Mm. This is the latest James Bond movie? Yes. Mm. Daniel Craig's last. Mm. I enjoyed it. I saw it in the theater. I liked it. Mm. I've been in for all of the Daniel Craig James Bond movies, though. So have I, but like after uh, Quantum, like Quantum of Solace on started to get real iffy. You mean the first movie? What? Oh no, Casino Royale was the first movie. Mm-hmm. And then I think I thought Quantum was like the third movie. Was it? Yes, you're right. Yep. Yeah, because as soon as they start doing the Spectre shit, like starts getting real. That movie with Javier Bardem in it though was pretty goddamn good. Yep. Because Javier Bardem was mm, choice. Yeah. He always is. Yeah. Oh, guys, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Spiderhead has a tomato meter of 41%. Oh, yes. It is, it is got less, it is less critically well-reviewed than Interceptor is, but it has a higher audience score at 32%. It does look real weird. Yeah. I know nothing about it. Um, State of the art penitentiary. Penitentiary. Oh, that's not what I saw in the clip it showed me on Netflix. It seemed like uh, it was a weird dating service. 
Okay, all right. Just okay. Everybody, hear me out about a movie we need to watch. Mm-hmm. If you've got Netflix open, do a search for RRR. What? Just RRR. Look have... at the picture they're using for the cover and tell me we don't need to watch this movie. It's an Indian movie. Oh my! Ooh. Look at that. It is. <laughs> Look at that guy. Three hours and five minutes long. Sure is. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, Netflix is telling me that this is a 97% match. I know. It's 94 for me. It looks amazing. Yeah. I've heard that it's incredible. Urgh. Look, at the, even this little preview animation, that ripped dude's getting chased by a wolf. <laughs> it's got a 94% audience score. You know Thank what? Explosive. We're just, we're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna shift again. Yeah, explode. He's getting chased by a tiger now. (laughs) (laughs) The tiger and the wolf ran into it. Come on. It's got a 90% tomato meter and a 94% audience score. You know what? I'm calling an audible. We're going to talk about (laughs) RRR now. The Netflix tags are explosive, slick, Slick. visually striking. (laughs) I got that just from the... From that picture. picture. It was filmed in IMAX. Yeah. Can I find RRR in an IMAX? You know what? Road trip, boys. (laughs) Road trip to India. Here we go. Everyone pile in the car. RRR IMAX. No. What time is it, Marcus? No, no. No, it was was apparently in U.S. theaters in March. Oh, God. Because of that one in Chesterfield. This Indian chick I work with actually did recommend I watch this movie a couple weeks ago, and then I forgot about it. Mm. Uh, Another one I'm really looking forward to that we're like 99% going to talk about is going to be Nope. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone in my family is 100% in on Nope. Yep. Uh, Now that I have searched for RRR, all of the hits on my front page are Indian movies now. Mm. Perfect. So I guess I just have to get really into this. My, a mother's rage. <laughs> oh, yes. You know what? It just, uh, it's going to go right along with um, Ms. Marvel, watching all these Indian movies. I, uh, you know, she's not Indian. Oh, I know. Uh, they talk I have about not, Bollywood movies. Yeah, I haven't watched uh, today's episode or the ending of Obi-Wan. Mm. But I bet nothing interesting happens in Obi-Wan. Uh, okay. I have not watched either of these yet. I'm behind. And now there's Sparrow Academy, or Umbrella yeah. Academy 3. Mm. I'm and midway yeah. to the second board. episode of the season of Umbrella Ooh. Academy. How is it? It's good. It's fine. I don't know. It usually takes a bit to develop. Oh, I'm current on the boys. Have you been to Reddit to read what people think of the boys? No. Uh, I do love that, like, all those fucking right-wingers are like, wait a minute. Uh, are we right? the baddies? Are we the right? <laughs> No, I haven't been, but yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it took them this long. Yeah. The Nazi character's named Stormfront. I don't... I don't get it. How do you not... People like what I have to say. They just don't like the word Nazi. Uh, she was the best. Oh, God. Aya Cash is great in everything. She really is. Mm-hmm. She really is. 
Oh, well. All right. RRR next week. Yep. I'm in. Locked in. I'm just going to have to find Maybe this will be a palate cleanser for Interceptor. Mm -hmm. Here's hoping. Did Interceptor hit any of the interesting... Like, you know, on Netflix is usually like one out of three, like the acting, the story, or the visuals. I can't say that Interceptor hit any of them. Mm -mm. No, no, I can't either. Fucking Interceptor. This this movie this movie would have just been a straight to video. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's straight to stream. There's been a lot better movies that were straight to stream, though. Okay, on the trivia. One of the pieces of trivia is that the dude who's the game theorist is dressed exactly like this analyst from The Rock. Oh, please. Let's put this in a, in a cinematic universe. These things are going to go together. I, okay, but why would you, if you were going to put an amount of effort into this movie to hide like an Easter egg, why would you not put any effort into the movie in any other place? Mm. Like it just seems like a weird thing to be ultra specific about, and also The Rock, which don't get me wrong, you know it's Nicolas Cage and a cinematic masterpiece, but like it's not like this seminal work that people are like, oh yeah, that's definitely a reference to The Rock. <sighs> Basically, this movie ruined my week, is what I'm saying. This movie would have been. Under Siege 3, by the way. There were only two of them. Only two. Sea territory. No one beats me in the kitchen. I think it's an Under Siege quote. Is that right? Probably. Because Steven Seagal's a chef in the movie. Under Siege. Talking through doors. That was my biggest problem with Ant-Man and Wasp. Is the only fight that Wasp wins is in the kitchen. (laughs) And most of the rest of the movie, all she does is tell dudes that they're right. I do not remember that movie at all. It's Same. very forgettable. And hence, I forgot it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, this is the 30th anniversary of Under Siege 2. Oh, come on, Tony. Today? No, no, okay. in October. <laughs> in October, but it's it's 1992. All right, yes. Tony. What uh, What day in October? 12th. October 12th. I'm putting it on my calendar. Under Siege anniversary. Are we gonna Are we gonna talk about it? Under Siege no. two on its anniversary. I don't. I don't, I don't need to. No, I think we should. Because mm-hmm. that you know what that can be our our post Archon discussion. My post Archon is going to be difficult. I might have to fly to Alaska and then Hawaii because my parents are planning to go to Hawaii for their anniversary. Oh, and that's the only state my dad needs. <laughs> October 12th this year is a Wednesday. Sure is. I know because I have this on my calendar now. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) What other were ill-advised sequels of that era? Speed 2? Speed 2. Wait a minute. What the fuck is happening today? Something's not right. Is it that we're going to celebrate the anniversary of Under Siege? I'm looking at the opening weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. Opening, this was Under Siege 1, not not Under Siege 2. So this is the 30th anniversary of the first movie. Oh, Oh. the first installment of the Under Siege cinematic universe. Yes. (laughs) The USCU. (laughs) 
Yeah. I was I thought it was weird that they got Gary Busey, Tommy Lee Jones in in a sequel. I mean, they can also need money, Tony. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. Uh I do remember Erica Leniak jumping out of that cake though. I can honestly say I do not remember Under Siege as a movie. I just remember her jumping out of the cake. But I'm pretty sure I had a poster of her in my room at one point. Was it carved out of a stone tablet or Yeah. That I... matrix printer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fire up all the chisels. <laughs> we had uh, it was it was uh, made from you know we had to print it on dot matrix like in three different strips that had to line them up. Sure, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> they made such a satisfying sound, though. They did. We uh, when I worked at the bank, we had these giant printers that. They had to have been three feet across and they were like super high speed. They just ripped through, uh, and they were just, they were just dot printers and we would just go through paper so quickly on those things. It was ridiculous. We'd have to store stacks like this of data from our, it was so much paper. Yeah. I remember when I worked at the hospital, that was, one of the night shift operator jobs is on the big green bar dot matrix printers that would print reports and you had to burst them through the burster and then deliver them to other places in the hospital. And after like a month of working there, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm putting these reports on top of a printer. We're just going to like print things there differently. (laughs) It's like this whole thing. Oh, it was a nightmare to work with those printers. Yes. Yes, it was. I concur. They made all the dust. What the fuck is going on here? So I'm, I'm, I see this advertisement for what's next in the like future Star Wars state. Okay, so there's what is that? Eleven TV shows, including like season two and season three of Bad Batch and Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and then they have six movies. All right, but okay. most of these movies don't have names. Yeah. Taika Waititi's movie Star Wars, Kevin Feige's movie Star Wars, Damon Lindelof movie Star Wars, Rian Johnson's trilogy Star Wars. What? Why are you announcing these movies if they don't even have fucking names? They because they have to block out the dates. They block out the dates for the future so they can coordinate with other studios so that they're not overlapping. That's the way the movie industry is now. Okay, but they don't have the movies don't even have names. No. Well, I'm excited to watch anything that Taika touches. Yeah, that's... 100. Yeah. I'm 100 on that one. But I have very little confidence in, like, the story beyond that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't remember if I shared this with you guys, uh, but I saw a meme a week or so ago that was um, uh, vampires, these hetero sex thing, you know, sex gods and... Taika Waititi. Uh, vampires are bisexual and morons. And it was, it, they, and it was, uh, vampires and, and, and like it was the same thing each time. And then it was, uh, uh, superheroes and it was Taika does Thor and, and superheroes are bisexual and morons. <laughs> and, uh, nice. And then pirates. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if that's what we get for Star Wars, I'm still in. 
Sure. Jedi bisexual morons. Uh, you know what? I don't even need to see more Jedi. Let's just do it with stormtroopers. I mean, if they hold their lightsabers up as if it was space balls and they just touch tips. All right. Okay. All right. I'm there. A light graze. A light graze. Or you know what? Hear me out. It's right. it's uh it's after Order sixty six. Mm-hmm. And it's just a bunch of clone troopers doing that. Sure. They pick up the lot. You know, they pick up the other lightsabers. And then they take off their masks, and they're all the same person. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they're bisexual. Right. <laughs> and then there's like this whole monologue about how if it's not even origin, bisexual. It's not even bisexual. It's just masturbation. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they're clones. Yeah. But they were only trained for military stuff, so they're like, let's make some more clones together, because they don't know how it works. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, do we, do we put our butts together? Is that how this works? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Nailed passing it. a poo back and forth for eternity. Back and forth forever. What was that movie? That was a strange film. You know what? I don't know, but Paul uh, Lyons, who's part of our gaming group, brought that up, uh, what, 10 years ago? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, and he had this whole story about it, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't quite understand the whole thing at the time, but it was like he was very invested in that story. I haven't talked to that dude in so long, and he lives like two streets over from me. <laughs> I got nothing else. No, yeah, we did it. We explored right. everything wrong with this movie. I think and, so. Yeah. Oh, you know what? There is one thing we did not mention. How is someone that clearly doesn't speak English as a first language mm-hmm. end up that in that high a position in the US military? That just that that was just something that didn't just didn't which character are we talking about? Come on, JJ? Her. Yeah, it did it felt like she could it felt like English was a second language. Well, she grew up on an army base in Spain, according to the chatty person who greets her, and apparently gets gassed and shot in the head shortly thereafter. Yeah, but the thing is, is when you grow up on a military base, you're just around other English speakers. Mm -hmm. But not in the fantasy world of an Australian YA author. Okay. Okay. Is this YA? Oh, I don't know. Sorry, I just assumed he was YA because of how many books he wrote, but maybe not. (laughs) I just figured he was one of those military wankers that you know because they write a lot of books also. Mm-hmm. Well, I've always heard that there's a lot of cocaine in Australia. Oh, I mean, you probably needed to run away from all the animals that are trying to kill you. Yeah, right. There's a lot of things trying to kill you. Right. You just need to make sure the animals don't get your cocaine because then they'll never stop. Yeah, they go hard there. Yep. Yep. I've learned a lot about cocaine in the last couple of weeks. I'm listening to, I've listened to the audiobooks. I want my MTV, which is about the history of MTV as told through, uh, interview clips, which is really great. Uh, if you're at all interested in anything of that MTV, like the MTV when it played music video era. Uh, and then I started listening to him and I'm, I think I'm about halfway through my appetite for destruction, the autobiography of Steven Adler for from Guns N' Roses. And he talks about a lot of drugs. He talks about a lot of drugs. The audiobook is so weird, though, because, like, he's not the one that reads it, but the guy who is talks like this. 
through yeah, the whole gravel book. voice. It's not even gravel voice. It's like hey man voice. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm in. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He talks about just how he's just constantly scoring tail. Like that's just like yeah, it was after concert, so of course I was banging this chick. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And you know, I grew up in the you know I was born in the '60s, so like I was. 13 and this chick she was like 36 and i was like i went for it man <laughs> what is happening ah yep so i've learned yeah. a lot about cocaine in the last couple of weeks from these things i gave cocaine to rats in grad school you did mm-hmm. nice they enjoyed it i bet <laughs> we did studies with cocaine and meth and nicotine and then my research was on salvia, a hallucinogen. So uh, what, what kind of interesting findings did you have out of that? Out of which study? Yeah, any that? like any of it, like any of it. Like I'm just, <laughs> I, I just, now I'm just blanket curious about this entire thing. Like I will probably ask a lot of questions tomorrow night because I'm going to come up with more questions between now and then. Well, the, uh, we did one with adolescent rats and we gave them meth or nicotine or, you know, non, nothing. And we found out that the boys responded way more to the meth than the girls and the female rats responded way more to the nicotine, which supports other theories that adolescent human girls are more affected by nicotine. And so middle school is the right time to get them addicted to nicotine. Uh, yeah. Which seems to have been the marketing strategy through the nineties. Sure. Right. The I'm classic. That too. Yeah. Yeah. The bad girl has cigarettes. It looks cool. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, my study on salvia was looking at depression. And so I took a group of rats and I depressed them. And then once they were depressed, I gave them hallucinogens to see if it made them get better. Undepressed. Mm-hmm. So did you just play them like the cure a lot? <laughs> right. Right. How, how did you depress? press them oh it's the easiest thing in the world right it's the same as a person you just give them a little bit of stress every day that they can't predict oh okay right so for like a human i would give you like a, a shitty manager who calls you into meetings at four in the afternoon uh at traffic uh those kind of things but like for rats um they don't drive or anything so i would put like a strobe light on them overnight oh. or I would give them, they water deprive them overnight, which is not really a big deal, except that then I would give them an empty water bottle for an hour. So they keep trying to drink and getting nothing oh. or put them in a cage. that's tilted at a 30 degree angle. Yeah. And all these things would happen on a randomized schedule. See, uh, I've, cause Julie watches a lot of the, like the reality shows mm-hmm. and I've often said that they need to do something like that for big brother. They need to, legitimately fuck with those people sure. and not just give them competitions, but like they give them they you know, they let them go outside, but like, don't let them go outside, give them artificial light and mm. then change the clock. So they have a 23 hour day. Yeah. I do. I do. You know, do, do things like that. You know, uh, we got about an hour wiggle room on our circadian rhythm, but if yeah. you weren't beyond that 22, 26 hour day. Yeah. Well, it just fuck totally with it. You know, change it, change it. Like, like change it from a 23 hour day to a 25 hour day and just mm-hmm. shift it. Cause you can just change the clocks. Cause I don't even think they give them clocks. So you, you don't give mm-hmm. them clocks. You just change the circadian ry- rhythm of the, the light cycle of the, of the exterior lights. Oh yeah. That, that breaks some people up. That'd, that'd be some trouble. Yeah. I would like, I would be down to watch that kind of stuff. Like the, the psychologically just mm-hmm. mani- the psychological manipulation of 
people in that way. I think that would be more interesting than the, let's just put a bunch of people who are definitely going to get into fights in here. Like, eh, okay, that's fine. I mean, at that, at this point, I'd rather just watch a good episode of Naked and Afraid just mm-hmm. because those, I mean, they, they've, they figured it out with that one. Just put a conservative Christian dude and some hippie chick, a conservative Christian hunter and a hippie chick v- vegan done. Dunzo. Like you don't need to do anything else. The it's drama just old. is, it's right there. It's just built in. Yeah. Make sure it's a location that is going to get down into the thirties overnight. So they're going to have to share body heat. I can't sleep next to a naked woman. I can't, I can't even, I can't touch another naked woman because it, because of the sanctity of my marriage. And she's over there like, motherfucker, if you don't cuddle me, I'm going to cut your balls off because it's cold out here. I feel like that's the only way I can sleep. Right. (laughs) Right. My, one of my favorites though was this one who was like, "Ah, I'm never going to, I can't kill anything. I can't, I can't harm nature. I can't kill another living thing. And like they found this like cove thing that they were sleeping in. And it was like they woke up the next morning just covered in spider webs. The next, the next thing you see is the person with a torch just stabbing it into this thing. Die! Gonna kill! Just, just burning out the spiders. One night. One bad day. It's all it takes. <laughs> I heard uh, Nick Offerman recommend Alone as a show that's like that. Like the survival in the woods thing. But there's no drama because it's just a person alone. Right. And they have to see how long they can last. Yeah. I think I've heard of that one. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're currently watching Naked and Afraid XL, which is, uh, so they take people who have completed Naked and Afraid at least once, sometimes multiple times. And to complete it, you have to spend 21 days out in the woods or out in, in a, in an environment, uh, that's hostile. With this, they send them out in teams, like in teams of three and then you go out for 40 days and you see if you can make it. But there are multiple teams out there. So if you search around, you might actually meet up and can team up with other people. So like the one we're currently watching is actually like the fifth or sixth time they've done this. And I stopped watching it for a number of years, but it was like, oh, I forgot this was on and I kind of enjoyed it. So we're, we're watching it now. They've got people doing 40 and 60 day challenges out there. Wow. Yeah. It's nuts. They're in the Amazon. So like they're walking along. It's like, Oh, that's a fertile ants. Yep. We're going to need to be careful now because that's like one of the deadliest spiders in the world. I'm going to go kill it and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. Nice. I like those kind of shows. Although like I have the, I can't imagine it for me. Oh no. Like I'm dead on day one. I mean, I'm just going to lay here. Is this good TV? I don't know. Uh, yeah, like what I love is like you get these people who've done this multiple times. They get out there and like in the first or second day, they're vomiting profusely because their body just can't stand the environment. It's like, that's me. <laughs> For me, it's like, I give you 40 to 60 hours, maybe. I'm not <laughs> sure I can do that many days. That happens to me when I'm trying to parallel park. <laughs> <laughs> Start oh, I can't do this. <laughs> We're finding a garage. Oh God, we got a park in the city. Bring the right. barf bags. 
Well, that was an interesting chain. We're like, oh, done talking about this movie. I gave drugs to rats. Check out these nature shows. I mean, nature show is the wrong term. <laughs> I mean, kinda. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best is like, they're, they're hunting animals for food, but like this one guy runs across the, across a sloth and it's like at eye level. And he's like, oh, I'm really hungry. You can't defend yourself. You live your life. <laughs> Just walks away. Like he's, he walks away and he's like, you know what? I'm a hunter, but there's a karma to nature and I'm not going to, I'm not going to hunt something like that because he can't defend himself. And it was just like, (laughs) it was great. I hate sloths. Really? I have nightmares about sloths getting their claws like hooked on these bones in my shoulder and I can't get them off me. And then the moss that is growing on them like covers (laughs) me as well. (laughs) We get a chance to pet a sloth. We did that in dislike in Florida a couple of years ago. I don't like them. Even when they smile, it looks like they're sad because they're upside down. Mm. I'm not into it. They're smiling because they're going to hook onto you. They and, might and give you their death moss. Ugh, a very slow death. Well, Mitch, I wish I would have known that before. I would have named my town Sloth Death Moss. <laughs> sloth Moss. <laughs> Just, just name every single character card you pick up. <laughs> sloth Death Moss. Slothy McSloth Face. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? I'm done. Yep, yeah, we did it. All right. See you guys next week. We're going to talk about our our our. See you tomorrow. Yep. See you guys tomorrow. Bye. Later.